Hello everyone, welcome to Anything and Everything, where we talk about anything possible and everything we want. I'm your host, I'm your main host, Dev, I'm joined by Zach. Hello. Brendan. Hello. And Wyatt. Hello. Today's subject, we're going to be talking about gaming and the entire industry, due to some recent news that came up. Speaking of which, guys, did you hear that the other day Microsoft almost spent $70 billion just to buy Activision? I think the exact price was 68.9 billion. Uh, That's a little bit close, but... Uh, so... They, they said from some of the news that we heard that some of their games might be going to the Game Pass subscription, which you all know brings games from other companies for free. You can play, stream, whatever. What are y'all's opinions on it? As in, the potential of Call of Duty releases being on Game Pass for free to people who've already spent lots of money on them. I'm actually really happy with it because I hope that they end up adding DLCs with that. And if they do, then my life will be perfect because I'm an Xbox player myself. Well, that's the thing, too. Most big-shot games that they have on Game Pass, they are the ultimate edition of those games, and they have the DLCs included pretty good. Take, for example, uh, what you know You know what's a good game that has the Ark? Some of the DLCs for Ark were once on Game Pass. You guys would know, but you guys bought them yourselves. But I noticed that. But honestly, I really don't know. I've, I'm not really in, I'm into Call of Duty, but I'm not really into it. So, another thing they mentioned with this deal was multi-platformism, because Sony was concerned that they might take Call of Duty to an Xbox exclusive, and if that happened, that might have been a complete monopoly on the game industry, which, as you mostly know, is illegal as day and age. Yeah, that is true. So, another thing, to those of y'all who spent a lot of money on Call of Duty games and their respective DLCs... Do you think this would enrage you personally just to know that so much something you spent so much money on is going to be free for millions in a matter of seconds? No, because most of the new Call of, Call of, Call of Duty games are pretty <laughs> awful nowadays, so the fact that the Halo CEO is now the person running them is going to make it a lot better, and that overdoes the fact that I wasted a ton of money, in my opinion. So that brings me to the next major fact of Activision... Top Brass have been saying they're going to take the game off of annual releases for the Call of Duty franchise, giving it serves more time than 365 days, give or take, to work on a Call of Duty game. They're going to put more time into it. Like They'll probably put as much time as they put working on Halo Infinite to our next COD game, which means we'll get more time for Vanguard's lifespan, for patches, quality of life improvements, and any other things. So, Dev, do you think they'll finally balance out the guns in Warzone now that Microsoft bought? They, they might make Warzone better because the top issues in Warzone have been completely broken loadouts that can break the game, make life bad for newer players, or cheaters. In my opinion, I think Activision under Microsoft will probably they'll probably do a lot better things. They're probably going to improve all the Call of Duty games that are recent, like Modern Warfare, Warzone, Cold War, and Vanguard, which needs the most, in my opinion. What's your thoughts on this, Zach? You've been awfully quiet today. I think, personally, until they fix Vanguard and stuff, don't download it. It's not worth it. But I really do hope that they do fix Vanguard and Warzone, because then they'll probably be some of my favorite games of all time. And they could probably bring a lot more money for the new bigger company and more improvement. But with the new company acquisition, there were some people fired. Like, the, act the former Activision CEO was fired upon the... Completed the purchase with Microsoft, making Phil Spencer the new CEO. Which Phil Spencer's done some great things with the Xbox. 
with the Xbox Game Studios. They've moved to Steam releases, heck, with with Forza, Halo Infinite, and several other Xbox exclusives coming to Steam and the Windows Store for Windows 10 and 11. This makes gaming a bigger industry. That is true. So, on to some smaller news. Speedrunning as a whole is probably the biggest part of games. We all know this. Some of us have participated in speedruns. Some of us have had runs. And some of us just are interested in the games that are having speedruns. Which, recently I came to some news that 007 on the Nintendo 64 had a major speedrun time save. It, it, now, in speedrunning, seconds aren't much. But when you've got a speedrun that's perfected for a game, it's going to be hard to find a time save. And when you do, it's big news. What are y'all's takes on that? I'm not really too much into speedrunning myself. I did a little bit of Minecraft and Mario speedrunning, but other than that, I'm not that big of a speedrunning fan, so it doesn't change my opinion that much. Uh, honestly, it really depends on the game. Like, you said 007, right? Yeah. I've never played that game, so... Okay, that's reasonable. So it depends on which games it's talking about. I'm but kind. Of, I'm kind of. I'm kind of with him. He's. I've watched videos and all, and it comes down to seconds. But what really counts whenever you have a perfect speed run is the milliseconds. Yes, milliseconds have been groundbreakers. But also, there's also a variety of glitches that still get banned from speedrunning to this day for unknown reasons. That is true. All right. So wait, hold up. I have a question for you, Dad. Alright. Since we're on the topic of speedrunning, have you ever been did a speedrun? I have been a speedrunner myself on my main channel, the Unnamed Dude channel. I do have a few speedruns back in Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. I did hold a record, but it was verified. I used an illegal method of breaking the game, which it boiled down to using an invalid invite to a lobby that didn't exist, which manipulated the game and froze every zombie in the game which is still a strat that works in this game on Xbox. Say, like, as soon as your character loads in a match, I took a bad invite from a lobby that didn't exist, it error-coded me, but all the zombies and the boss, even for the map's main quest, was rendered useless, which was a big which was a big thing that no one caught on to for, like, a good 12 minutes. <laughs> but, yes, I did speedrun, and, well, the closest thing I've done to speedrunning since those runs was... Destiny 2 is racing for the new content. Anyone else doing this? Did a speedrun before? No, not really. I've speedrun Mario a couple of times, but that game's been so perfected that even if you get like a nice 20 minute run, you're in like place 10,000. Yeah. So. Sub 5 minute runs are every way to go with the older games. But I've also speedrun Minecraft. Oh, and I've also speedrun Plants vs. Zombies. While I don't have it posted because I didn't record it, I technically have the world record for Plants vs. Zombies, but it's I also speedrun Minecraft, and that's so RNG-based that, again, even if you get a decent run, it's like place 10,000. Yep, look at Dream, for example, that, but we're not going to stop there. I've been practicing a speedrun on uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, on the Wii U. Uh, it has so many glitches that it's hard to move your fingers that fast to but, actually do them. But it does present the fact that you can abuse some glitches for some pretty good techniques that will make life easier in the long run. Such as Wrestle Running and Breath of the Wild. Yeah, especially but, the Wii U version being dated compared to the Switch. Yeah. That is true, but using glitches during speedrun can get it 
No, uh, unverified. Depends it, well, what... it depends on which glitches you use and what category you post the run yeah. for. Because some games have glitch percent and glitch list percent. For all of us speedrunners out here, which do y'all prefer, glitchless or glitched? I've done glitched and glitchless, so I have no valid opinion on this. But if I had to say, personally, my favorite would be glitchless because that's where things get tough, and even a, a glitch that you can't control could end your run. I agree. I like the glitchless. Honestly, I really don't have an opinion because if I do like a not glitch on Battle Royale, then it's gonna be extremely hard because you can only it's, you're limited on movement. That is true. The because game. the open world in Breath of the Wild is so big, like you have to get from point A to point B as fast as you can and beat the boss. Yeah, which which brings us to our next point. So as you all know, gaming gaming's had some pretty big releases, but we've got one release coming up in February that's got some pretty big claims. <laughs> Destiny 2 is releasing its year 5 expansion, The Witch Queen, soon. It's claimed to be a campaign as big as Halo Infinite, Doom Eternal, and other big mainstream games, which means it's going to have more than an hour and a half of campaign content, unlike its predecessor, Beyond Light Year 4. Now, I know no one else in this podcast has played, but I've played, it took me 30 minutes to speedrun that campaign. That's with that's with being the base game, but what are y'all's opinions? Do you think you think Bungie will deliver on its claims to have a big campaign, or do you think it'll fall short with its predecessor? Honestly, I don't know very much about this topic, but I have a good feeling about this, so that's where I stand. Anyone else? Destiny, just Destiny in general, within what, and this is in regards of the of those DLCs within the within Destiny itself. Especially Destiny 2, I don't like it anymore on how they took out all the starter campaign and all. Yeah, the vaulting of Beyond Light was a terrible idea, but they did. Bungie did say in an earlier statement they amended, they will be rotating content in and out of the content vault. So they could be bringing back the older campaigns like Red War, Curse of Osiris, and Warmind at a potentially later date, but we have no. The only thing we know that's returning is another Destiny 1 classic raid. Which. As far as online polls are concerned, is going to be Destiny 1's Wrath of the Machine from the Rise of Iron DLC, which was pretty intense. And I'm not sure how it would fit the new DLC. We are some of us thought it would be King's Fall since it's Hive based, but anyways, Warren, you've been a bit quiet. Uh, I kind of zoned out. Count the point against me when I zoned well, out. So strike. I don't know what we were talking about. Strike one. Also, you forgot to mention the rules. So the rules are that if we ever go off topic like I am right now, it counts as a point, and at the end of the podcast, the person with the most points has to do some kind of challenge that the other members choose. The other rule is that this is the first take and we're never allowed to edit or anything on this podcast. Everything is just straight up. A third rule is if three of our hosts manage to to get enough strikes on them in one run, we immediately have to cancel the current episode and launch into a bonus episode, which is punishment round for the three hosts, which is chosen by the one who had the least strikes, which is going to be a tough decision to make because we've barely planned this we barely got this started today but i was given this 
like I was just brought into this. I didn't know anything about this <laughs> until yeah. like 25 minutes ago. Yep. Okay, so we need to go back on topic. Back on topic. World competitions in gaming. So, as you know, which I will use a popular example, Destiny has had pinnacle content called Raids, for those of you who don't play the game. And every year when they release a new expansion, when the, when the raid launches, there's a world's first competition, which I have participated in, and which I will continue to keep that tradition, which is coming soon, and I have no time to prepare. So, to those of you who don't know the game, you... How does the competition work for Destiny? So, with raid races, at the daily reset time of 11 or 12, uh, central time zone at least, the game will somewhat restart the servers, which opens the new activity of a raid on any destination which is anywhere in the game. And when it does, it's a race to who can beat the raid first. You'll be capped 20 power levels under what's recommended, which does present a challenge. There are harder modifiers, and there's an enemy type called champions, which you need to be prepared to take out with the game's massive arsenal of tools at your hands. Should be a challenge for veterans, but for newer players, this is a hard thing to come across. As Zach, Wyatt, you two are newer players, which I tried to help. You can both agree with me on this. Starting the game is hard, especially in year four. Especially. It's nothing like. They've made it a lot harder to even start off in their new game. Even if a new character, you. It's a hard yeah, start. You're just thrown into the New Light story, which. I was a veteran. I played back in the days when Forsaken first launched, and I had Red War, Christmas Osiris, and Warmind, which, those were the pretty easy stories to get hold of. The game went free to play right before Beyond Light, and then they took out all three of the old campaigns, which were free with the game. Personally, I like the campaigns. I'm a campaign person, so when I heard they were taking it out, I was kind of upset. Yeah, they've had a lot of things going on. Alright, we've talked a lot about Destiny. This is not a Destiny-related podcast, so let's move on to our next uh, point of gaming. How about, like, have y'all seen all the, like, new games that's supposed to come out this year? There's, like, so many different ones, Ooh. such a vast variety. Yeah, Rainbow Six Extraction is a pretty newly released one, which has been hyped for a whole while because of its relation to the Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six series, most notably found with Tom Clancy's Siege. So, do any of you intend on getting the new Rainbow Six Extraction? And if so, what are your expectations? I'm going to install it to see how it is, because I did like Siege, but I'm going to install it to try it out, and if I don't like it, I'll uninstall it. But I'm expecting it to at least be as fun as Siege. I at least want it to be as fun as Siege. I'm hoping it'll be better, but I'm expecting it to be at least the now, Siege level. Now, how do you expect it? You do know the game is going to be PvE-based, not PvP. I didn't know that, to be honest. But that makes me... So, some of the fundamentals that... Sorry to interrupt, but the fundamentals of the game is going to be a six-player PvE-based game where you advance through different zones of an infection, from what I can tell. Now, you do still have Rainbow Six Operators from Siege, as as some of the trailers have told. Now, Rainbow Six, uh, Rainbow Six Siege was not my favorite. You just didn't like the PvP aspect, did you? 
Basically. I'm not really a PvP. I'm more of a... PvE person? Correct. So hearing this, I might it might intrigue me. Yes, I do believe they are planning for a PvP aspect later on in the game's lifetime, but I have not confirmed, I cannot confirm or deny. It's just a rumor going on in the community. Brendan, what are your thoughts on the new Honestly, I never had uh, like a fun time playing any like uh, Tom Clancy's game, but like the funnest I've had was like competitive games. So this, this is going to be a change if I do download it. Because right. I'm not used to PvE, I'm used to PvP. Alright, so let's have some hot takes on some games that are very controversial right now. Starting with Call of Duty Vanguard, the 2021 flop of a game released by Activision and Sledgehammer Studios with help from Treyarch, who is pretty exhausted from working on Cold War all the time. As we all know, with Call of Duty games, each year a different company takes charts. Sledgehammer, Infinity Ward, Raven Software... Treyarch, and Treyarch was mainly known for their Black Ops series, which they worked on Cold War, but then they were pushed into developing for Vanguard. How do, you, how did you think Vanguard turned out? Honestly, there's a bunch of glitches. I'm trying to find a photo of one of the glitches that I experienced in my own gameplay. Ah, uh, yeah. I'll send that to Dev. He can show you if he Yeah, wants. if, yeah, I'll, I'll include it later. So, we'll edit it into the final cut. We can still edit over images and stuff. Yeah, it's this just... will not this will not violate our rule of one take. We can still edit in post to insert anything we referenced beforehand. If we delete anything, that's going to be immediate strikes against us. Everyone will be held accountable. So basically what I experienced is I killed this player. I forgot with what gun. But his body went flying and it was like stuck in mid-air. And, like, his limbs was all stretched out. Yeah. In the game's campaign, I did experience something... F I experienced something weird. An enemy hit a ledge mid-campaign, and it was above the bounds where a player could stand. And I have the clip on Xbox. I might be able to put it in later, but... It was just weird, because he was right above me, and... Probably one of the funniest things ever. I just laughed for all of it, but I... I ended up completing it, but... Yes, the game is full of issues. Now, Zach, what are your thoughts? I really hate Cold War and Vanguard Sumi, but uh, both games, I think, came out really awful. The multiplayer looked like trash, and I hated Cold War Zombies and Vanguard Zombies both. And I'm a Zombies player. That's quite a hot take. Hmm. So, recently, before, before the purchase, back on the 13th of January... The Call of Duty account on social media did release a message saying that they've heard our frustrations, they're going to talk about fixing the games. And soon after the purchase of Activision, they announced that Season 2 of Vanguard and Warzone will be delayed for improvements of the game between now and then. What are y'all's opinions on the delay of content just to fix it? I mean, like, if they delay it and come out with even better content than they were going to plan, then I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I see that they're actually taking time to r work on it, work on the coding, everything like that, to actually patch the thick bugs and all that. Yeah, code is a jumbled mess. Now, sometimes game developers, we have to throw them a bone. There are issues in the billions of lines of code it takes to run a game, and one small error, any programmer can side with me, one small issue, like you incorrectly capitalized a letter, you put in too many numbers, you put the wrong number, you're going to bugs. Okay, yeah, let's... I can't agree with that. So, 
So another game that's been really controversial is Splitgate. There's like some people playing it and others not. Like for some people it just died and others it hasn't. It's so what's your spots on it? Personally, I've never heard of this game. I've heard of it. I haven't had time to play it because I've been busy working on other stuff. But it has been appearing in my news a lot lately, and I keep up with gaming. So I I actually played with my co-host Brendan here. And I had a lot of fun playing it, but it just kind of disappeared off the radar for me, and I kind of forgot about it. But whenever it first came out, at least, I haven't played it recently, but whenever it first came out, I thought it was a great game. It mixes Portal and Halo together in a really cool way. Now, from what, I, from what I've heard, this game is a free-to-play free to FPS game, and it, it utilizes some pretty cool tactics, as my co-hosts are telling me. I've personally thought about investing time in it, but with all the controversy in gaming lately, I've been trying to stay back from games that might cause controversy, especially for content creators on the internet, because that'll lead us right to our next point. One of the most hot, controversial games of all time is the small-time indie game Friday Night Funkin', made for, the, made for computers, but it's mostly in the game's modding scene. So, for those of you who don't know, Friday Night Funkin' is a rhythm game where you utilize the arrow keypad or WAC on a computer to hit notes. Kind of, it's a response system, basically, like DDR, except it's figure out. Yeah, I can, think, I can think of that. Yeah, I've showed some of you guys some gameplay, but the hot controversy is in the modding scene of the game, where mod creators create mods that are controversial, the creators themselves are controversial, or some stupid crap happens. Now... If anyone uses Twitter and they have even the slightest itch of involvement in this community, you're in you're in some deep water, man. I'm surprised anyone survives the toxicity. Content creators on YouTube are getting crap for it. Twitter people get crap. It's all over social media if you're slightly involved. I personally thought about creating mods for the game myself, but when the controversy started, I was like, you know what? I'll take a step back because they say they could say one slightest thing or say make one small joke and. You're basically going to get the equivalent of a raid on you. What do you guys think? I played Friday Night Funkin' a little bit whenever it first came out. It's a decent game, but it's not my favorite, and I don't really play it that much. As for modding, never really thought about playing it with mods or anything. I played the Smoke It Out Struggle mod, which was cool, but other than that, I don't really care about Friday Night Funkin' modding. For me, I really don't play PC because I don't have a decent PC, so I can't have any stand in this topic. What about you, Wyatt? I'm, I'm kind of the same. I don't have a good PC. I'm saving up for one, but... Alright. So, that... So, anyone else have any hot game takes? Mm. No? A game that's been, that I've been waiting to come out is the new Breath of the Wild 2. The sequel to Breath of the Wild on the Switch is one of the most hyped games that we've been hearing a lot of lately. I'm actually really excited for it, because I really like the first one. I've played it, like, I beat it, like, seven or eight different times, so... Okay, so you're the only Nintendo player in the room that has a Switch and or Wii U, as far as I know. So what are your general opinions on Breath of the Wild, and tell us a bit about it for those of us who don't know the game. So Breath of the Wild is basically, like, they took... The regular Breath of the like regular Zelda games, how it's like open world concept-ish, and added climbing to it and cinema, so it basically changed the whole game, 
like giving it a 3D, different combat system, all of that. So basically, it's a really good change in my opinion because you can kind of glide, all that. Okay, so do you think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be as buggy as the original, or are you hoping that it's actually going to be a nice, clean game with no bugs? I actually like the bugs that Nintendo has in their games. It's just one of its, like, things that's made it a fun game for me. It's trying to, like... So there's a glitch in the original called the, um... Bomb... Bomb... No, BTB bullet time bounce where you jump on the enemy with a shield and headshot it and you go flying across map that's I, one of the game breaking bugs for uh speedrunners and that. i have seen this glitch in some speedruns and even some animated jokes about speedruns that is probably one of those common breath of the wild glitches and anyone who plays the game would probably know about it right you have any game no not really Alright, so here's a game that blew everyone's expectations out the window. Forza Horizon 5 was probably the most hyped game of 21, which, as you know, is a racing game made by Xbox Game Studios for Windows, Steam, and Xbox. I haven't played it, but I've heard that it's like based in Mexico. Is that true? That is true. It is based in the Mexico area, and it has a lot... It has a lot of interesting vehicles you can drive. There's nice. There's there's competition you can do. It's probably one of the best racing games out there, especially if you're new to the the type of games. It is. I I do agree that it is a. It is a very good game. I have personally played it. I stopped playing it because I just didn't have time. So, but I like the fact that it has a much larger map. You're not confined to the size of the map that your that everything from forward below has. Alright. I don't really play racing games that much, but Forza was one of my more favorite racing games, but as I said, I don't really play it that much, so I haven't touched or looked up Forza 5 at all, so I know nothing about it. But I really hope it's something like Forza 4, because Forza 4 is the only game that makes me want to play a racing game. You, Your expectations will be blown out the window, my friend. As soon as you get a chance, you should hop on an Xbox, download it, and play it. I agree. Honestly, let's, let's take a trip to the past, to everyone's younger generations. Let's go back to old Nintendo, like the old Mario games, old Zeldas, all those. Like, what was your favorite Mario game, Zach? Super Mario Bros. The Original. How about you, Wyatt? Never really played Mario. Any Zelda, anything from Nintendo? I played Zelda. Zelda, which one? Uh, it's been a while, I can't remember. Okay. Uh, Devin? My favorite was probably the classic Zelda for the NES, because that was my first introduction to games. I played it on an emulator because I didn't actually have a classic NES, but someone told me, a good friend of mine was like, hey, have you heard of this game, Legend of Zelda? I was like, no. What is it? It was like, it's it's kind of hard to explain, but it's a pretty cool game. There's emulators for it. You should try it out. I tried it out. It was a pretty cool experience to have. Honestly, my favorite part about the whole thing was just its story. It tells a good story, and that's what a lot of game developers try to do. They did a good job. Oh, uh, my probably favorite is either 
Super Mario 64 or the classic NES Zelda. Okay. Because the NES Zelda has a, like, hard, like, it's hard for newer people to get control I'm going to go really controversial here. I hate Legend of Zelda except for Breath of the Wild. I've never liked any of their games. Ouch. You know, okay, best old school game of all time, hands down, or at least speedrun-wise, has to be... Super Mario for the 64. That game has been speedrun since the day it came out to this very day. Except, everyone knows, anyone who's a gamer who knows 64 knows the best glitch in the game, the backwards long jump. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Infinite negative speed equals breaking the whole game. Which, unfortunately, they did patch with the Nintendo Switch remaster of all the games. Oh, yeah, but, it, like, if you watch any N64 speedruns of Super Mario 64, it's not even funny, because the entire time it's nothing but backwards long jumps. I think, like, a full 90% of the game is backwards long jumps, now, and it's thing, just though, so funny to watch. That's just the 16, 1-star, and 0-star categories. Some people do legitimate 70-star runs. Yeah, but if you want to see funniness and 90% backwards long jumps, watch the Zero Star. Okay, so now we're, as we're reaching the 30-minute mark and kind of running out of ideas, let's end it here. I was the only one who really broke off topic, so... Alright, so I think we're out of, we're out of just ideas for once. We should probably plan this out, but hey, that's, that's a pretty good start for our podcast, everyone. What are your general opinions? General opinions... I'm mad at Zach for not liking Zelda. <laughs> Controversy. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Legend of Zelda. I tried playing the original. I've seen things of people playing Ocarina of Time. I played Breath of the Wild with Brendan here a little bit. Breath of the Wild was the only one I even slightly cared about. Other than that, Legend of Zelda could just go die in a ditch. Hey, that's a little too much, my friend. You're going to get payback. Why, what were your general opinions? I kinda I haven't really been caught up with the news on the gaming industry. Yeah, and this is a good way of keeping you up on it. Yeah. Alright. I I think this is a pretty good start. And with that everyone, I'm going to declare this the end. We came to a grand total of one strike only between all four of us, and that's Zach. We are going we're going to find out a way to cleverly punish him next time. Join us on the next episode when we talk about our Valentine's Day special part one, the single hearts group, where we are going to excommunicate two of our friends because they're in healthy relationships. Don't worry, they'll get their own episode. Wait, which two? You two. I don't, I'm single. You talking for now? Two. For now. For now. All right. Until I'll next. Let you know. Hey, until next time. I've been your main host, Dev. He's been your host, Zach. He's been your host, Brendan. And that one's been Wyatt. We will all see you next time. Me. <laughs> Ow.